What's going on? This is the Andrew Johnson podcast, and I'm Andrew. Oh, oh, kill him! Oh, kill him! Oh, it is Thursday, November twenty first, and it is one forty five p.m. Hope everyone's been having a good week. Uh, it's been a couple months since I recorded, and that's really why you know this is this is episode one. All right, this is episode one of the revamped. New and improved Andrew Johnson podcast. I know I have uh, a lot more listeners now. Um, so kind of, you know, I kind of decided to really, you know, because there's a lot of people who are lost and they haven't really heard a lot about me. And they, you know, so I, I thought I'd just, you know, revamp it a little bit and start from scratch. You know, let let everyone in on my awkward life because they're just, you know, hopping on the train you know, halfway, halfway in. So it's kind of like, okay, I got to let them in on these, on these stories and just, they just don't understand for the people that have been listening. Um, they understand how awkward my life is. So, um, I can't leave the rest of y'all hanging. So I kind of decided, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to revamp this whole thing. For those of you who have never listened to me, my name's Andrew. Obviously, the Andrew Johnson podcast. 23-year-old male, exotic dancer from Plymouth, Michigan. Not really an exotic dancer, at least when no one's watching. But yeah. Uh, 23, pretty uh, normal guy. I just like to talk a lot, so I podcast, you know. But you know, yeah, it's been um, it's been like a month. Actually, it's been like two months probably since I last recorded a podcast. So that's really why I decided, you know, I'm going to give it a break for a little bit. It, I got, it got a little hectic um, when I wasn't recording. It got real hectic. That's kind of why I took um, time off from recording these. And, you know, I just thought, you know what? I'm going to give it a little more time, um, you know, and just uh, kind of set up for, like, a revamping of uh, the show. So that's what I did. But, yeah, a lot has happened. A lot has happened since I last recorded. Um, September, really what what triggered the... The break from recording these was um, my friend Mitch. Okay, what up, Mitch? For those of you who don't have friends in the military, understand this: when you have friends in the military, they may were, they may have been you know normal, average people before they went in, but when they come out, they are like all, they're all of a sudden like these hybrid avatars. 
And what I mean by that is um, they have no limits on anything they do. Anything. And, you know, my buddy Mitch, I get a call. He was in Afghanistan for about almost a year, okay? And I get a call from him. And it's, you know, it's whenever you get a call from those guys over there, it's always like, it always says it's from some random place, like New York City or wherever. Okay, so I get a call from this number. I pick up. It's Mitch. Okay, he's like, oh, hey, I'm coming home early. And now, two thoughts came into my mind. All right, the first thought was, all right, I'm really happy that my buddy is coming home safely in one piece from Afghanistan, the big sandbox. I'm happy about that. And then my second thought that came to me was, wow, I'm going to have to mentally, physically, emotionally prepare for him to come home. Because you need to understand something, guys. People in the Army, okay, when they, come, when they visit home or when they've been gone, um, you know, deployed for a year or so, all I knew, I knew him coming back, all he wanted to do was have a cold, cold beer. You know, he's out in the 120 degree heat or so, you know, for nine months. Okay, I know, I knew that he wanted to come home and probably have a cold beer times 50, if you get what I'm saying, in one night. That is, that is what I'm talking about. Okay, it's nothing like I have ever seen before until I experienced having friends in the military. So, you know, when, when they come home, they have one thing on their mind, and that's getting rowdy. Getting rowdy. I mean, real rowdy. And you need to understand this, okay? Their scale from 1 to 10 rowdiness, our 10, that's just the beginning of their scale. Okay, that's, our 10 is like their 1. They're like, oh, you're peaked? You're peaked out? Yeah, we're just getting started. Okay, that's, that is how they do it. That's how they do it. And you'll never understand until you experience having friends that are in the military. I'm telling you, they're all like that. It's crazy. It's mind-blowing. You know, and I, I'm 23. I know I'm not, you know, old or anything. But I can't do it like I, like I could when I was 19, okay, 20 years old, 18. I can't do it. I can't. I mean, if, you want, if I could paint a picture in your head of what I am like the day after, maybe even two days after um, I go out for a night and have some fun, okay, and get, quote, rowdy, if I could paint a picture for you what I'm like the next couple of days after, picture a, uh, a newborn baby bird falling out of its nest. Or you know what? Better yet, picture an, picture an extremely old person at a retirement home who, uh, who's, who's, you know, wearing a diaper who needs uh, assistance while going to the bathroom. Um, you know, that's me. That's me. If I had a, you know, a clicker on my bed for someone to come in and help me, I would after a night of going out. Like, I can't handle it. I can't handle it. I'm like a baby deer trying to walk for the first time on a patch of ice. Okay, that is, that is my world um, for the next few days after I go out for a night. I can't do it. Like I used to be able to do it, okay? I just can't. And I know, I know, I'm only 23, but man, you know, I'm I'm real glad I got that crazy phase out of my life when I was 18, 19 years old, because man, 
you know, a lot of people, a lot of people, they don't, they don't go through that at that age, you know, at least normal people do, but you know, most, some people don't go through that. So they kind of get crazy when they turn 21 and, uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm so glad I did that when I was younger because I don't think I could handle it now. I, I couldn't handle it. I really couldn't. So, yeah, but yeah, a lot has happened since I last recorded, guys, um, Tigers. Do we want to talk about that? Do I want to reopen the wound? I don't know. But the Tigers lost in the ALCS to the Boston Red Sox. You know what? I'm not I was I was really upset about it. I mean, that was the most frustrating series I've watched in a while. You know, I mean, with our offense that we have, we shouldn't have been struggling. You know, it, it sucked. It was frustrating. We had two grand slams hit off of us in the in that series, which is just is too two grand slams too many. Okay, that was just too much. And our pitchers were nasty. And that was the most frustrating thing about that series was our pitchers were straight up just dealing, okay? I mean, they were dealing, and we couldn't get the bats going. So that was really frustrating, you know. But whatever. Walls game next year. You know, recently breaking news as uh, as of yesterday, last night, I think it was, um, Prince Fielder was traded for Ian Kinsler, which I'm really excited about. I, I loved Prince, but you know what? In the last two years that he's been on the team, in the playoffs, he's been super weak. And, you know, that's what you pay them the big money for. So, you know, Ian Kinsler is one of those guys who he just gets on base. You know, and that's what we need is just consistent uh, hitters who get on base. You know, and he steals. I mean, he can steal the bases. He can steal the bases. And, you know, that's that's probably our – that's one of the places where we lack the most is stealing. You know, we really don't – we have guys who are fast but not fast enough, you know. So, you know, that's that would be cool. I think uh, I think next year will be even better than this past year for sure. Um, we'll see if we can keep Scherzer on the team. That would be awesome. But, yeah, excited about that. Um, but, yeah, anyway, Thanksgiving is coming up. Uh, pretty pumped about that because I'm going to be visiting my nephews and my brother and sister-in-law in Virginia, in Fredericksburg, Virginia, where nothing happens. I'm running a 5K. Uh, Thanksgiving morning. That's going to be fun. It's going to be my first 5K. Um, three miles is, um, to me, pretty easy. So I think it's going to be fun. I'm going to compete. I'm going to legit compete in this. And I know I'm not the fastest, but I think I could put up some pretty good numbers if I uh, if I really go in there ready. So I'm excited about it. Um, Black Friday shopping. I've never, sorry, I have gone Black Friday shopping once, but I didn't actually shop. You know, I went out that night with some friends, and uh, I had a little bit to drink, and they dragged me Black Friday shopping. So um, it was an experience, you know, it was a real crazy experience. I've never witnessed anything like that in my life. People are crazy when they go Black Friday shopping. I mean, absolutely crazy. But the craziest ones are the mothers. The mothers are insane when they go Black Friday shopping. I don't get it, man. I mean, they're like they're like walkers from The Walking Dead, but they're extremely fast. You know what I mean? Like, they have no souls. 
when they're going in there. No souls. I mean, you're in their way. If I'm standing in front of them, in front of them, it's not even like I exist. They just go right through me. You know, it's scary. It's scary. I've never experienced anything like that. And I'm never going to experience that again. I think it's funny that um that for a holiday, for a holiday that we're supposed to, you know, take the time to give thanks and be thankful for what we have, you know, what we already have, you know, and be thankful for the friends and family that are with us and that we have and, you know, be just be thankful. We have this holiday. <laughs> as soon as the, the thanking is over, we go and we camp out to buy things that we don't need. It's hilarious. It's hilarious that that follows Thanksgiving. It's so funny to me. And uh, I've never been one to, you know, get up at, you know, three in the morning or whatever. Who knows? It's probably one in the morning now. They just get earlier and earlier every year. But I've never been one to get up and go. I just don't do it. Like, it just seems absolutely insane to me. And I'm not going to be a part of that. I just think it's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, you know, I, and, and you know, that just goes with the whole, whole thing of, you know, starting to, um, celebrate Christmas so early. Okay. I don't understand. I don't understand. You know, I've always been one to, okay. I tolerate Christmas music. I tolerate it. I don't you know, necessarily like it. I don't necessarily hate it. But I'll tell you when I don't like it is when people are playing it in, like, um, November. Okay, November is not that bad. But when it's, like, September and October and you're playing Christmas music, calm it. Calm it. Okay, that's, that's ridiculous. I know so many people who play Christmas music way too early. You know who you are. You all know who you are if you're listening to this. Christmas music, in my mind, should not be played until December 1st of the earliest, okay? December 1st, in my mind, is when it should be appropriate to start turning on the Christmas music. I'm pretty sure radio stations start playing Christmas music in October. Um, I don't know, maybe at the latest you know, the first week of November. And that's just insanity. That is pure insanity to play music that early. I hate it. I hate it. You know, I don't mean to sound like the Grinch or, you know, Scrooge, you know, Bahambug or anything like that, but it's too early. People need to calm it. You know, calm it down. Calm it down, for real. That's, that's just the thing, you know. I, I just feel like, you know, Christmas gets less exciting every year. It does, you know, it really does, and it sucks, but I guess that's the uh, price you have to pay with growing up, because, you know, when I was, you know, up until the age of, like, 12, probably getting up at 6 in the morning, okay, getting ready for these gifts and the shenanigans to get started, you know, you know, now it's just like, let me sleep in until at least 9, please, maybe 10, okay, let's, let's calm it down, let's, you know, let's do this, let's take this nice and slow, you know. It's just, you know, it's less exciting. The, the presents um, the presents are fun, yeah, but, you know, it's just when you're a kid, okay, growing up as a kid, you know, waiting for the N64, 
that Nintendo 64 or that new Pokemon Yellow. I mean, hey, who wouldn't be excited about that? But now it's just like, okay, but, you know, let's see what I'm going to add add on to the list of things that I probably don't need, like a Velcro wallet from Ant so-and-so. You know, it's just, I don't know. I, I know I sound like a Scrooge right now, but I, I love Christmas. Don't get me wrong. I love Christmas. You know, I love – see, the exciting thing for me is getting to see my family because, um, you know, my brother lives in California out in Los Angeles, okay? My, sis, or my, brother live, my other brother lives in uh, Virginia with his kids and wife. And then, you know, we have me and my sister here in Michigan. Um, so we probably see each other maybe twice a year. Maybe twice a year. So it's uh, very exciting. You know, my younger brother is like, you know, we're really, we're extremely close. So, um, and we share the same sense of humor. So whenever we get together, we just feed off of each other and, gre- and greatness is created pretty much whenever we're together. So excited about that. Um, but yeah. That's that's just that's to me that's the exciting, you know, exciting part about Christmas these days. You know, being my age is you know the friends and family that live, you know, wherever throughout the country. We just like, you know, come back together uh, this time of year, which is just awesome. I love it so. Really pumped about that. That just reminds me of New Year's. <laughs> oh man, New Year's is always just an interesting time. It's such an interesting time. New Year's Day is so funny. That whole celebration is funny. Everyone, if you have a girlfriend, if you don't, if you have a boyfriend, if you don't, whatever, that moment, (laughs) that moment when it is about to strike midnight is just like, I don't know. It is the most... You just feel like, especially when you don't have a girlfriend, okay? Like, last New Year's was the first time I didn't have a girlfriend in, I don't know, four or five years, probably. So, it was, like, just this moment, (laughs) this moment of not knowing what to do. When that clock is ticking down to midnight on New Year's Eve, it's, like, it's intense. It's really intense. Because, you know, if you don't have a girlfriend, you're just sitting there you're like, whoa, am I going to do something really bold right now? Or am I going to be a huge wimp right now and not do anything? So that, that moment is like, I'm sure a lot of you can relate to me. It's intense. It's intense. Last New Year was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. Last New Year's, me and my buddies, okay, and some, other, some girls, we went out to Ann Arbor for uh, New Year's. And it was one of the craziest nights of my life. One of them. It definitely is on the top five list of most crazy nights of my life. Girls, I feel like girls, correct me if I'm wrong, but girls, are you just like super vulnerable on New Year's Eve if you are single? It's like girls get in that mood, I feel like, when they're just like, oh man, I wish I had a guy who would kiss me at midnight. You know, so girls, <laughs> girls just get super, I feel like girls get super clingy on New Year's Eve. I don't know what it is. It happened to me. Okay. It happened to me. There was a couple of them, three to be exact. Um, it was a weird night. It was a really weird night, you know, cause it's just like, I feel like a girl, a single girl at least 
is they've got one. They've just they're on a mission. They're on a mission. Like when you you go out uh, New Year's Eve, you'll go out maybe you know at nine o'clock, maybe ten o'clock, okay. And I feel like they're spending those couple of hours looking for someone. They're like a lioness on the prowl, on the prowl. I'm telling you, I witnessed it. I experienced it um, that night. I mean, girls just trying to butter me up so that when that moment came, I would know what to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was obvious. It was so obvious, like, what they were doing. Just scheming. Just scheming for two, three hours. Trying to, like, oh, man, they're, like, pinky in the brain that night. Just, like, trying to come up with this little master plan or whatever is hilarious and that that night was weird that night was really really weird we uh we all got a hotel a hotel room i think like two or three of them actually um it was weird it got weird it got weird um you know you know what you know you have those nights like it's just you all you can't really talk about it all you can say was it got weird um yeah it, that was one of those nights new year's eve it got weird uh, but yeah, so I'm, I, I don't know what's going to happen this year. You know, I'm still single, so, um, but not complaining. We'll see. We'll see. Um, me and my friends, my group of friends, we are awful, absolutely awful at planning. So whenever something great does happen, it is, uh, it's very unexpected and, um, awesome at the same time. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe we'll plan something um, this time around. Maybe we won't. Um, last time, last year, was kind of out of the blue. Um, it was it was fun though. It was fun. So we will see. Um, we will see what happens. But I'm sure it will be great as always with my friends. Like last year, you know, last year we're at we're in Ann Arbor, and. Uh, we're at this place called um, the Blue Leprechaun, and this was this was pre midnight, okay. And there was this girl there, who I who I you know who caught my eye, you know what I'm saying. So we were talking, and she got so clingy so fast, holding my hand, whispering some weird things into my ear, like I just met you, um, holding my hand. So we go to the next bar. And, uh, I run into her in line and she says to me, babe, where did you go? <laughs> whoa, whoa, babe. I just met you an hour ago and you're calling me babe. And this is exactly what I'm talking about when I'm talking about their little evil plan of, you know, setting us up for that moment when the clock hits midnight. Okay, she called me babe. I just met her an hour ago. We're standing in line. She sees me in line. She says, babe, where did you go? Cuts into line with me. Her friend is with her. She's holding my hand while I'm in line. I'm like, this is weird. I don't like it. She's following me throughout the bar, you know, keep an eye on me. I see her across from the bar, just beams, straight laser beams right on me. I, it was weird. It got weird. Uh, eventually I lost her, thank God. But um yeah, that was crazy. And I had like two more instances like that 
um, that night with girls I had never met. Crazy. So, yeah. Um, I hope it doesn't get that weird this year. Uh, probably will because I'm a magnet to weirdness. So, we'll see. I mean, just to paint a picture of how weird my night was, this is just one, this is just one example of um, the weird things that happen. Um, we're at a place called Rick's in Ann Arbor. Some of you probably have heard of it. And uh, this girl, me and my friends love to bring this up. <laughs> my friends love to bring this up because it's such a classic story. But um, there was this girl, and uh, she was one of the tallest females I've ever seen in my life. That I've ever seen. Um, no exaggeration, this female, okay, keep in mind she's a female, was six foot six. At least. At least. She was towering over me, okay? Towering over me. And uh, and plus she's wearing heels. So she was probably like 6'8". Who knows? I don't know. But she was the tallest thing I've ever seen. She looked like Gumby, okay? She looked like a 7-foot Gumby. Like, that's what she looked like. Um, and it was scary. And I'm talking to her. I'm talking to her. And next thing I know, she's... We're playing Thumb Wars. What? We're playing Thumb Wars in the middle of this dance floor. No joke, in the middle of the dance floor. One, I don't dance, so I don't know what I was doing out there. But we're playing Thumb Wars in the middle of the dance floor. It was weird. Next thing I know, next thing I know, she grabs my face and starts kissing me. And the way my friends describe it, because they were, you know, they were watching me from a distance, and they just lost it and were dying. Keep in mind, you know, this girl is wearing heels. She's towering over me. Okay, she's like 6'8". And that's not an exaggeration at all. She's almost, I felt like a baby. I felt like she was holding, she's towering over me, okay? So she's holding me. She's practically holding me. Um, She's holding my head. And she's, I'm, she's literally eating my face. It was that bad. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't breathe. She was eating my face. It was that bad. I, I just couldn't believe what was going on. I couldn't get out of it. She was stronger than me, probably. And she was just gripping onto my head and eating my face. It was that bad. It was scary. Okay? And she was not letting go. And I always crack up because that bit from Kevin Hart when he talks about that, how awkward and weird you feel when you just feel like a girl dominated you or whatever. That's how I felt. I felt really insecure um, for the next like half hour. It was scary. It was really scary. And, you know, my friends love bringing it up. Like, Andrew, remember when you made out with that giraffe? <laughs> it was without my consent, though. Like, literally, there was nothing I could do. I, we were playing Thumb Wars. I thought it was just an innocent game. Of thumb wars didn't know what made her think she could do that but yeah it was crazy ann arbor ann arbor oh man i feel like everything crazy that happens to me happens in ann arbor i'm telling you almost every time <clears throat> i was in ann arbor last year uh december time so like right before that whole new year's uh event happened um i was in Ann Arbor for a friend's birthday, um, friend's birthday. Well, actually, this person was more than a friend. All right, I was seeing this girl. 
And uh, I thought we were exclusive. At least that's what she told me. So, of course, I'm going to think we're exclusive. Okay, when I'm exclusive with a girl, I don't talk to anyone else, okay? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a loyal guy, okay? So I'm not talking to anyone else. I'm not, you know, doing things behind her back. So we go out for her uh, birthday uh, to Ann Arbor. We have dinner. Um, and then we go meet up at this bar, this stupid, pretentious, like, cocktail bar or whatever. Um, and we meet up with her and her friends, college friends, okay? And uh, I don't know that there's a guy there that, um, that she's also dating, and keep in mind, um, I'm thinking that we're exclusive, okay? And she tells me that we're exclusive. Like, she tells me that I'm the only guy, you know, she's seeing all this stuff. And, you know, it was a little serious, okay? It was a little serious, um, this relationship that was going on. And um, so I'm thinking we're exclusive. I do not know that we are meeting up with a guy that she is seen behind my back she's taking me the guy that she's supposedly exclusive with to meet up with another guy who she's seen that is oh man i tell you what girls have girls have more balls than guys do okay they really do you girls are so i mean wow i mean it's just it it, it kills me girls girls will do some uh, pretty ballsy things that guys would never even be remotely um, remotely uh, brave enough to do. I mean, just never. Never would cross our mind to do something like that, okay? So, you know, and it's funny because when you're when, – it's funny when you are, um, you know, like dating someone and you don't you – f- you find out a lot that was going on behind your back like a year later. It's always interesting. It's always really interesting. And um, I found out a lot of stuff. And it was I, – I could do nothing but laugh. I could do nothing but laugh and think to myself, wow, girls have balls, like, big time, honestly. It's ridiculous. You know, it's funny because I did not know until, like, a year later that um, the same girl, the same guy that she took me to meet up with, him and his friends – that she was seeing behind my back, I had no clue. Listen to how, obl- I don't know if I'm just oblivious, um, but I once was, like, I was close with her family. I would go, I was always at her house, you know, um, always, um, you know, hanging out with her parents and stuff like that. So I'm at her house one day, this was last winter, and, um, she brings over this same guy. This is before the whole birthday extravaganza. She brings over this guy to meet her parents. And I don't realize that I'm sitting there, okay? <laughs> I'm sitting in the living room as she brings him in to meet her parents. Keep in mind, she's bringing him in I'm sitting in the living room talking with her parents. She's bringing him in to meet her parents because she's interested in him. (laughs) And I'm completely oblivious. I don't even realize that that is what's going on. I don't realize that that is what happened 
until maybe a few days ago when my friend told me this. I was blown away. I was like, what? That, oh, man, that's ballsy. That's really ballsy. That had me dying of laughter, like honestly dying. So freaking funny. Like, who does that? Guys would never be. Guys would never be that ballsy to pull that off. Oh, man, that kills me. That absolutely kills me. Girls are ruthless. They really are. I, I'm telling you, girls are mean, okay? And I'm sh- this is not like a secret. Everyone knows it. You know, girls always complain about guys and how guys act in a relationship. No. I don't think you girls realize what you put us through. Like, honestly. Oh, man. It's crazy. Girls be tripping. They be tripping hard. Yeah, anyway. Um, I am just getting back from a soccer game. I should have had this. It's now 9.30. I should have had this podcast up, like, three or four hours ago. But, um, Yeah. I uh, got lazy for a second, got sidetracked, and uh, time snuck up on me, so I had to go to my soccer game. I just started a uh, an, an indoor soccer league last week. Haven't played organized soccer in I don't know how long, probably eighth grade. Um, yeah, I totally forgot how much of a workout soccer is. I mean, that is... That's like cardio on a whole nother, a whole nother level. I uh, last we started last week. I played goalie. Um, took the most devastating shot to the man parts last week when I was playing goalie. Um, I was in the fetal position for probably um, ten minutes. It was awful. Um, I had I literally like checked to see if they were still there. No, it was that bad. So yeah. Um, I got there, and thank God we recruited some goalie. I don't know who he was, but it was nice. Scored a goal tonight. It was a beautiful, beautiful goal. Um, we won like 9-4, nine to, nine to 9-5 to or something like that. It was cool. So we're 1-1. One 1-1 and one. One and one is not bad. But, yeah. Um, anyway, guys, that's going to be it for this week for the Andrew Johnson Podcast, Episode 1. Um, next week, next Thursday, I'm going to try to do it Friday though, um, my podcast. So, uh, Friday, look out for a, another podcast. Uh, I'm going to have a lot more to talk about probably next week. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's going to be it for this time. Don't forget to go like the Andrew Johnson sh- podcast show on Facebook at uh, facebook.com backslash the Andrew Johnson show. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter. At twitter.com backslash Andrew Michael J. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. Press that follow button on Instagram at Andrew Michael J. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Oh, yeah. And if you want to uh, make a shout out or leave a voicemail or uh, leave comments on anything I said, um, you can give the show a call at 734. 734- Nine seven one. That's not it. It's seven three four two seven four nine one one three. Right. So if you just want to like, and I'll and I'll play the voicemails on the show, um, which which is pretty cool. So um, yeah, just you know, if there's anything you want to comment on, I on anything I said, um, you can do that. Leave a leave a shout out or suggest I talk about something, or if you want to ask me a personal question, I'll play it on the on the podcast and answer it. 
on the podcast. So, yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, again, that was 734-274-9113. Oh, you know what? And if you are one of those people that just feel really awkward about hearing their voice recorded um, and you're just really insecure about that, I don't know. I mean, I understand that because I was I was super creeped out when I heard my voice when I first recorded it. Um, so I get that. But if you uh, are one of those people who don't feel comfortable about leaving a voicemail, you can always uh, email the Andrew Johnson podcast um, and leave a shout out or a question, personal question. I'll just read it on the show instead of playing it. But yeah, you can email the show at um, the Andrew Johnson show at gmail.com. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Everyone have a great weekend. Be safe. Don't drink and drive. I'll see you guys there. Peace. Hey, guys. Oh, big gulps, huh? All right. Well, see you later. Remember to give a little nod to the old school. Give me that old school What's up? I'm leaving it all up to you, darling. Giving you everything you want. And give me that old school love right now. You know when I hold you, you won't be alone. As long as I'm here.